Hey there, folks. Welcome back. This here is Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. <gasps> and Jared Buckendall. Vroom, vroom, baby. Vroom, vroom. We are some high-speed motherfuckers right now. No, I'm on a moped. <laughs> oh, Jared's on a moped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we may be low-speed motherfuckers. Uh, this is a late-night recording session. A little behind-the-scenes action for you guys there. We are, of course, socially constipated. Back with another episode for you. Uh, hope you enjoyed your weekends. I hope this episode came out on time on Monday <laughs> and that you are getting off to a good start to your week. We're here to give you some wackiness to uh, think about, hopefully laugh about over these next 60 minutes. Before we dive in, a uh, quick announcement. want to make sure folks know that Wednesday, uh, July 28th, 8 p.m. Central Time, over on the J-Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. We're going to have a live recording of the Entertainment Outhouse, so we hope you will join us there. Join us in the comments. We're going to be doing some giveaways, so make sure that you join us live so that you can be a part of those. Also, if you want to be entered in those giveaways, head over to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Listen to the episodes out there. Leave us some comments. Head out to the socials and follow us. Like our posts that are out there. You never know what's going to qualify you to win a special prize. So do all of those things. Get engaged and join us Wednesday evening for some fun times. We're going to have some good good stuff there on the outhouse. For now, though, we're not just talking movies. We're, we're going to get all sorts of wacky this week, <laughs> and there is no better way to get started down the path of wackiness than by checking in with the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik doesn't like wackiness, which is uh -oh. why he uh, <laughs> tweeted out this this following statement about people who use wacky phrases such as, if you still say home slice, go fuck yourself forever, you dumb son of a bitch. Oh, no. Hmm. This one felt like it was directed at Cody. I, I do occasionally say home slice. I don't know if this was Iron Sheik trying to get on my nerves or, or you, Seth, because uh, I'm... I'm I think you know I say that. Um, I do feel threatened. Oh, mommy. But I gotta disagree with the Iron Sheik. We've been going back and forth, Iron Sheik and I, on opinions, and this is one where I am not on the same page. Either of you guys still using Home Slice? If not, I'd recommend it. I think I'm dropping a Home Slice every now and then, but I also have a caveat here. I think that's how you pronounce that. Maybe caviar. I don't know which one it is. But there Capricorn. is a pizza. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Capricorn. There's a pizza place in Austin that's called Home Slice Pizza. So where's that fall? Hmm. This is a good Did question. Did we just find a paradox in his logic? I think we have, and the Iron Sheik is not typically about nuance, so I'm I wouldn't be shocked if if he just didn't. Not that he didn't know. I just don't think he gives a fuck jabroni. I think it would be <laughs> what he's saying. I do. I think I more commonly will use a home skillet. I think that's mm. that's one that I use more than home slice. You're keeping it in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, you know, when I'm cooking, when I'm trying to get hot, trying to use some hot phrases, a little spiciness on the phrases a little juiciness Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah baste yeah. those baste them baby well, i'm gonna i'm gonna baste them like uh don't breathe man it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be really good oh, yeah. that's not a good oh one. that's nasty you're one of those two squeezers oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> nice nice Nice. I feel nice. gross saying that. We call Jared the two two squeeze sneeze. Oh no! Oh, that's nasty. Oh wow! The two squeeze sneeze. Oh my god. Oh wow. That's wow. Well, uh, whether you're listening to the Iron Sheik or Two Squeeze Buckendall, 
Um, that's going to wrap up that segment. That's what we got for Chic Tweets this week. Holy I cow. call you a punk. Iron Sheik's got us off to a good start here on Socially Constipated. We're going to keep things rolling with a brand new game. And Seth, I know nothing uh, about this other than it. the title of it makes me think that Home Slice might be the potential <laughs> subject of it. But I could be wrong here. Yeah, this is a working title. We might find a new one or if we like this one, we like it. But it's called Phrased Out. I like the game. We'll probably keep it. It's kind of a ripoff of another game that I already did. But it kind of in reverse order uh, a bit. It's... Kind of similar to news or nonsense where I get to make up a bunch of shit, but there's also a fact or a real thing hidden in there. So essentially, uh, there are three phrases. One of them are true. The other two are false. You guys are going to try and guess which one of the phrases is the correct one. In in a game I have uh, working titled, Phrased Out. What is a phrase? Sorry, Dad. Squirrel jam. The three phrases, uh, again, two are false, one are one is correct. You guys will try and guess which one. First phrase, check your pockets before swimming in mud. The second phrase, feeding the donkey sponge cake. And the third phrase, <laughs> <laughs> clogged minds flood the body. Well, so what are we picking? You... <laughs> You have to choose the which one is a actual phrase. The other two are false that I made up. Wow. Well, you you did great making these up. <laughs> I was going to say, no matter how this game goes, Seth. You get a fucking cookie and a star. <laughs> your ability, I don't know how you're coming up. Maybe you're using the titillator. I'm not. I don't know, but these are excitingly random. Uh, feeding donkey, feeding a donkey sponge cake. Was yep. that what that one was? Yep, so I'll repeat them again. Check your pockets before you, before swimming in mud. Feeding the donkey sponge cake, clogged minds flood the body. I think if if you didn't make that last one up, it's a then good one. You should you should patent it because <laughs> yeah. that is that's real. That that feels like actual wisdom. I think wishful thinking has me choosing uh, feeding donkey feeding the donkey sponge cake because I don't know what it means, but I really want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> See your logic. I, I'm right there on the same wavelength where the last one sounds correct and it's genius. But for some reason, I don't feel like sponge cake is something that you're just using in your day-to-day life. So I feel like sponge cake is the real one. All right. Well, let's uh, see. So you're both going with number two. Number two. Pick number two, my lord. Number two. <laughs> right. Let's get a drum roll, please. Ooh, a drum roll. You guys are correct. It is feeding the donkey sponge cake. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. It means we both giving, got it there. giving special treatment to someone who doesn't need it, and that's according to the Portuguese. Ooh, uh, they they make like great breakfasts. <laughs> that Yeah, Portuguese do make great. <laughs> Boys. Jared and I both nailed this one. Giving say, say it again. Giving special treatment to someone who doesn't need it? Yes. That makes sense. Like, you don't want to... Donkeys don't need... Sponge cake. <laughs> this is something I'm going to I'm gonna find a way to slip this into my everyday life because this one feels, don't give that donkey sponge cake. Can you imagine <laughs> just saying that? Oh, wow. This is going to get heavy use for sure. I'm telling um, you, though, that last one, you need to, like, <laughs> just create a whole, like, self-help uh, class and uh, seminars based around that. Put it on a T-shirt or in a... Yep. In a uh, Bumper stickers. Um, a card, like a holiday card or whatever. Yep. Stall bathroom Hallmark. walls. Yeah. 
nobody stamp. steal this idea. There's a world in which we end up doing some merch, and if we can put that on there, uh, then we will then we will definitely do so. Maybe That's we can true. put it on a, like an inspirational photo. I think that would be. <laughs> That would be good. Also, clogged minds. That's kind of that's what socially constipated is. Clogged that's minds. That's true. Uh, yep. All right, changing the name. Yep. <laughs> you just you just that, wrote that's the our fucking, mantra. That's our tagline. All right, that's our movie go. poster. <laughs> wow. That you just. I mean, that's. I, I. I don't even know if I have a sounder for like a eureka moment, but I'm really <laughs> glad that we have this on. Uh, I guess it's this one. Bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Either I'm deliriously tired or um, that was some quantum shit right there, Seth. I can't believe you made that up. I'm actually surprised. But but I'm impressed, not surprised, I should say. <laughs> Thanks, dick. <laughs> well, that's why, I, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I walked it back. <laughs> Holy cow. I like this game. I like the title, Phrased Out. I will make a sounder, and people will hear it right now. What is a phrase? <laughs> doink, doink. Sorry, Dad. Squirrel jam. Phrased out. Hey, hit us up in the comments. Uh, click on the link in the description box. You're going to go straight to the comment page for this episode on sociallyconstipatedpod.com. And uh, let us know what you think of phrased out. And let us know if you can find a way in your everyday life to use giving the donkey sponge cake or <laughs> clogged minds, flood bodies. Either of those. Tell us the story and you, we may just read it on a future episode. For now, though, that's going to wrap up game time for the week. We are going to get into yet another hilarious list of seemingly random headlines coming at you with some bathroom reading here. Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> we spent a fair amount of time last week talking about Richard Branson, who headed up to the moon, and his billionaire cohort, Jeff Bezos, has now done the same. Seth, you were looking at the headlines this week and noticed a surprising similarity between Jeff Bezos and one of our favorite fictional villains. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it basically seeing videos of that rocket flying in the air reminded me of a, a scene out of scary, Austin Power, almost a scary movie too. Austin Powers too, the spy who shagged me. The uh, ship or the rocket that he's shooting out of going into space looks awful, awfully close to a uh, Johnson. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not to mention the Hot fact that dog <laughs> one-eyed monster <laughs> not to mention the fact that he's a, a bald rich man I, i'm pretty sure that he's just a big fan of either uh, austin powers and or jason uh, jay roach's films from the early from the late 90s because uh, <laughs> uh he's really getting there pretty soon he's going to hold the world hostage for uh one billion, million, fifillion, shibbity doo, million, do de yen. <laughs> Couple things about Jeff Bezos. His nickname in high school was actually Jay Roach. Uh, that's how awkward he was nah, yes. when he was a kid. I'll take one for that. Also, I heard a lot of jokes get made about how he got divorced and, um, this is what he did like to cope was the jokes essentially, <laughs> which like if you're got, if you've gotten divorced, like that's not that funny. So like, you know, we're not making fun of you here, but we can definitely make fun of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I, one of my favorites that I saw was I wish my ex would divorce me, leave me billions of dollars and then go to space. <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty funny. Bezos, yet another guy who could have stayed there uh, for all I care. I think yeah, he did have I a safe return. 
took the oldest man ever, oldest person ever, I think, to space, as well as, I think, an 18-year-old physics student, if I'm remembering correctly. So good for those guys, but Bezos can still get effed. I'm pretty sure, too, I saw that a bunch of people, and I think in Chicago, held, held like a rally or whatever to... Uh, to have Jeff Jeff Bezos not return to Earth. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> like, please stay. Us as a group do not want you to come back. So aside from that rally, maybe this is the same thing, but I did see that there was a petition that within the last like 24 hours got 185,000 signatures saying <laughs> we need to just leave him there. <laughs> I think it would have been fine. The second billionaire in as many weeks to just up and decide. Yes! We need to go to space. <laughs> so, uh, shouts out to him for spies. Gug spies. We're going to the. <laughs> yes, I'm going to the place where <laughs> the last place where capitalism can be. Spies. spies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a line from the upcoming film Dune, because I'm pretty sure they're going after the spice the whole time. Spice. But if anybody there has a wacky accent, then they're going to be after the spice. The spice is life. I know this isn't the entertainment outhouse, but. Dune comes out in October, right? That is correct. If if they're going if they're going for the spice, it, I mean, I'm pretty sure then that's the pumpkin spice. If that's what they're doing. Oh, it definitely is. It's pumpkin pronounced spice. blumpkin spice to you. Even better. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Didn't like that one quite as much, but uh, I heard it is very hearty and uh, has an earthy flavor. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Wow. Going nice. on? <sighs> you didn't know the B in JB stood for Blumpkin. Just Blumpkins. Just Blumpkins. Just Blumpkins. Oh Holy Jesus! Shit. There's the there's a sketch in there somewhere. <laughs> there's a sketch and an episode title. Just Blumpkins <laughs> is gonna be. Hope you're enjoying the first uh, what 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes of Just Blumpkins. <laughs> um, it, I That's... hate how we keep coming out with better podcast titles <laughs> since we came up with socially like Just Blumpkins. I can't remember what the one was last week. <laughs> Jared loves Just Blumpkins. I don't know why I'm crying. Oh no! I, uh, I'm just gonna do a little bit since um, since we're already off of the rails here. Uh, let's see if let's that domain's see open. Just Who's willing to? Who's willing to put five bucks on whether or not JustBlumpkins.com is a website? <laughs> I have a feeling it's taken. I would put five dollars down if it's not available, uh, so we can have it. <laughs> All right, Seth. Well, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's in use. JustBlumpkins.com. Right, well, uh, Jared, you got a pretty good camera, right? Because I'm pretty sure we can we can uh, find some <laughs> find a way to make some good content for JustBlumpkins.com. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> That we will find a specific crowd for sure. <laughs> Maybe we can get a sponsorship from Taco Bell. Oh no, <laughs> that's gonna be a gnarly. If you're gonna as Blumpkins go, you're and I and now have I think I just just now reached my limit for how many times I want to say Blumpkins. Now <laughs> fuck, I did it again. As those things go, that seems like hard mode, like I or well soft mode, I guess. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What I mean is it's not it's not how I would it's not the scenario that I would like choose. You know what I mean? Like maybe a fiber rich diet would be better for some of your first episodes of just blumpkins. 
I am going to, this is a moment where I'm really glad that I'm the, the website editor because I can definitely go onto the meet the guys page and put Jared and then in fucking parens, just blunt bones <laughs> yeah, and doll. Please, please. It's going to be incredible. If you ever, make, uh, if we need to make uh, website Easter eggs. If you, uh, that would be great. If you ever do be, ever become a UFC fighter or something like that, you're definitely coming out as Jared Just Plumpkins Bucking Doll. Yeah. That's your schmodown. If you ever get in the schmodown, that's your. Ooh, and then you know what? I'll be a heel, and they'll say I'm a real stinker. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Just Blumpkins. I. Believe it or not, uh, that came to us from the Jeff Bezos Goes to Space headline. <laughs> Please, someone uh, draw Jamie, an infographic an- of how we got there. Another JB, too. I bet he was oh, called Just Blumpkins. Wow. You know what? Actually, yeah, I hope he doesn't hear it, because he definitely could buy JustBlumpkins.com out from under us. Oh, so fuck. after we get it, then you can let old Jay Roach you know, know. Uh, but not until that point. You, you know what we should do is uh, buy JustBlumpkins.com, and then it just routes to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty solid. Oh, my God. I'd do it. I'm sad to that leave, that, leave that thread behind, but I'm glad. I Don't be sad. It's over. Be glad it happened. That was quite the thread. I, I agree with Jared. If someone will draw us an infographic of how we got from topic to topic and ended up on rerouting justblumpkins.com to go to Amazon, I think we, we, we could be persuaded to get you some movie tickets. So let us know. Comment on socialconspatedpod.com. Click on the link for this very episode. Let us know what you think of justblumpkins.com and whether or not you'd follow us to that domain. For now, though, I, this is, all of a sudden seems like a very stark change of topic. It didn't earlier. <laughs> I was wondering because the world has opened up uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, in, in some cases, obviously, we're seeing spikes and things, and we hope that those get uh, mitigated and, and turn things around. But I've been going out for more like casual hangs out lately. Some, you know, like uh, dinner and drinks, and not even like dating, uh, just like with friends. Dinner and drinks are like, let's go out and watch a basketball game and have some drinks or whatever. And it's, do you guys, like, I know you guys have done similar stuff lately. Does it feel weird to you? Like, I, I feel like I'm out of practice at hanging out with people. I, I've gotten to do it a lot in the last few weeks, and it feels very much like I don't know how to do it. <laughs> like, is anybody else experiencing this after, after quarantine, or am I the crazy one? Cody's like, yeah, man, so great to be out with you guys again. So, uh. How about them Blonkins, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, start over. It's not what you do out in public. Well, that's the problem. Like, that's why it sucks that you guys aren't here to hang out with me because nobody else wants to talk about Blumpkins. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, we probably beat this Blumpkin talk to death. No more Blumpkins. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I, think- I actually do want to know what you guys think about Blumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're moving on. <laughs> moving on up. Jared, you go ahead. You, you, I think you ventured out more than I have. Yeah, I mean, I've ventured out, and the thing is, now that you put this in kind of perspective of how you experience stuff, I'm trying to replay the few times that I've gone out, and you're right, it feels like this weird dress rehearsal, where mm-hmm. not everyone's fully going out, but we're there to practice going out. Yeah, this is, it's an odd feeling, because again, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily like having conversations with the people that you go out is difficult or anything like that. But it's just this weird, and maybe I'm getting way off topic, but like this almost like etiquette type thing of 
what is necessarily appropriate, I guess? Is this kind of how you mm-hmm. were feeling, Cody, of like, do I sit close to someone? Do I leave spaces between stuff? Is that is that kind of the feeling or just the overall vibe you're getting? It's Yes, that's a big part of it. I think one of them is, and I've always been shit at this, but like, how do you greet a person? You oh, know, I still are don't you know. Going, are you coming in? You coming in with a handshake? You coming in with a big I missed you hug? You coming in with a nux? Uh, you know, you have a very elaborate multi-step handshake. Are you doing the Euro uh, cheek kiss? You know, I, I hopefully less people are doing that. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing. Like, I don't know how to greet a person. Like, I've had some... I usually just do... I've been doing a lot more nux lately because I feel like you have to do something. But I don't really want to shake people's hands. And people I miss a lot, I hug. But I have also like greeted a person do you know how strange have you guys ever actually greeted a person who you've entered like into a room with or you've met met up with somewhere and not done anything like just said hey and then had that person sit down like without doing nucks or a handshake or one of those dap hugs or whatever the fuck that feels so fucking weird to me and awkward and it feels like i'm being a dick when i do it but it's what i want to do most of the time it's just like hey what's up and have you sit down and start talking without having to like either decide what to do or decide not to do it it's all very stressful to lead like into an interaction it it freaks me out a little bit once i get into the conversation it's fine except for the fact that I way over talk, which is just in general a problem of mine. Probably people who are listening to us in the car are like, yeah, you fucking do. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, etiquette in general, like the, the greeting etiquette, the say goodbye etiquette, and then just the idea that like you're going to have a drink or a dinner with someone and then go home is weird, and like that you have to say bye. Because how many of our interactions in the past year have just been texts? And people don't say bye, I'm done texting you now, right? So... Having to put a pin in the end of a conversation and go, okay, I'm going home now. All of that stuff just feels so foreign. And I, I don't know that I was all, any, ever like socially super smooth, but it all just feels so strange like I'm out of practice. And maybe it's getting better, but all of those fucking things. As for the for the whole conversation texting thing about like the bye bye or I'll talk to you later or whatever, that that bye-bye. in my mind is like when you're first starting to date someone. That's the yeah. kind of conversations of like, hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow, like as mm-hmm. in good night. Yeah, normal like friends and stuff. Oh, fuck, <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. But like, hey, babe, have a good sleep. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Kissy, mwah. I do sometimes wish though that was like a practice in texting where it's like, all right, I'm tired of this. Go away now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So I, I yeah I I fully agree with that one for sure. But if I if that was an option, I don't know how much texting I would be doing at all then. <laughs> It would just be like every conversation as soon as I'm like, okay, I'm done, bye. <laughs> one one unique thing that stu- stuck out at me when you were talking about that, Cody, about just meeting people. I, and I'm sure both of you have the same situations where you meet different people, there's different ways to greet those people. And with everything that's happened, that's gotten rewired of, oh, I usually gave you a hug, now I'm, I was going to say fisting you, fist bumping <laughs> you, or, you know, just like a a pound or not even that just sitting down like you're saying Mm. one thing that i've noticed i'm really weird about touching uh, greetings and goodbyes and i don't know if you guys have noticed it we've hung out quite a few times we visited each other and stuff like that i don't know why cody you're the hugging person seth i have no idea why but it's it's usually like okay see you later 
And I don't know if you've noticed that, but I notice it. And I have other friends that I'm like that too, where I'll be like really close with someone, even though it's all the same level. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting way too crazy about this whole greeting <laughs> and whatnot. And I'm having like a breakdown right now. But but that's, I, I've, I've noticed it recently. It's just like, well, that's so weird. Like, I, I mean, we do the podcast I, every single week, but I treat you guys completely differently. <laughs> I think, Seth, I want to, I want to, qualify this and then get your opinion because I you're totally right I am a huggy guy like especially when I like my people I'm really huggy with my people and especially if they're folks I haven't seen in a long time which is every time I see you guys so yes I am all I am very huggy the thing that I also recognize is a lot of people I hang out with are not very huggy Mm -hmm. um like honestly what's really funny is like my dad is is like anti-huggy but he much like Seth like will humor me in it. Like he's not gonna push me down if I try to hug him. Yeah. And I'm wondering, Seth, if that's actually how you look at it. This is not. This is not a conversation we've had before. So um, like, if I am, if I'm a huggy dude, is it is is it like oh, I, I'm just uh, Cody wants to hug, or like you know what's no, the? I I would say it's probably it's like with Jared. I th- I think if I knew I wasn't gonna like hang out again for fucking six months or like with Cody being living so far away, mm-hmm. but like. Chances are I'll probably see you within a few months again. Yeah, within a couple <laughs> so months, like, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that that I'm more like, yeah, it was good hanging out. You know, like, kind of like when Cody and I, like, when we lived together, I mean, obviously we saw each other every day, but it was just like, you know, good hanging out. You know, like, whatever. Like, we would just, you know, just say, like, bye. You know, whatever. Um, That's not true. We would hug nightly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Boys. <laughs> So it's probably similar to that, but I don't, I don't mean I don't hate hugs by any means, but I also am not, like, needing one constantly, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that's my my thing. Hmm. It's, like, it's for, I guess it's, like, more of, like, a, if I'm not seeing someone for a while or whatever, you know? I think, and this is something I, I had thought of and forgotten until just now, normalize saying ahead of time, like, you know how lately it's much more common to put like your pronouns after your name in places. Mm-hmm. Let's put also behind those how we want to be- get greeted. Like mine will say Cody, him, his, loves hugs. And Jared, yours can say, Jared, he, his, I think, don't fucking touch me. Like, <laughs> and, and, and we can do that ahead of time. I, honest to God, I almost, I went on a first date and I almost texted ahead of time, hey, can we decide how we're going to greet each other first so that the first thing we don't do, that we do isn't crazy awkward? And I decided not to send it, but like I think I'm going to fucking start doing that now because you're right. It, there's nothing stranger than like not knowing yeah. what the other person's and, about to do to you. And the thing is, we're really good friends, and I still yeah. find it awkward the first like five or ten seconds. Again, when Kyle was here, first time meeting him, it was even awkward of – I think one of us went for a fist bump and one went for a handshake. I didn't think the other just shook the fist. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening here. You definitely shook his fist. Okay, was it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but no, I think, again, as as I'm thinking, Cody, of, of being the opposite party of getting that text message, it's going to be weird to read that text message. But that is actually a very smart thing because – when you first meet someone, boom, you get over that very initial awkward thing, and then you're in. Yeah. I also think it's just kind of a cool little, like, joke. It's like a bit you're both on immediately. Then you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Cody's dating tips, people. Uh, very valuable, which anybody who knows me is laughing hysterically at right now. Uh, <laughs> make sure you listen to my advice, for sure. 
<laughs> I think yeah. I think another thing, and maybe we're, we've exhausted this topic, but like when you are out, and I'm again the people I hang around with myself, we're not usually jumping over to other tables and talking to people, meet, meeting strangers essentially. You know, maybe if the drinks are flowing and we're staying out till bar closed, maybe. But I I've noticed that tables are staring at other tables where it might just be people watching, which I mean that's what going out kind of is. But how do you approach someone that you're, and again, maybe I'm getting way into like dating advice almost, of like, how do you approach someone out in the wild now? That is, I think that's the question, If right? you like, don't know them, is that you, kind of what you're yeah, saying? Or, yeah. Oh, okay. If, uh, you don't. Yeah, you <laughs> that's don't, That's what I right? say. Yeah. That's my advice. Say, hey, never maybe, have, maybe, never will. maybe I'll see you 10 more times and then we'll both say, hey, I've seen you 10 times. Let's get married. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it works for some people. Uh, Jared, do you mean specifically, like, because of COVID, like, you know, not trying to get too close to people I, you don't know, I or think just more generally? I think it's a combination of that, and we've been out of, quote, unquote, the game for a year. Like, no one's been supposed the to... The game! Be, the game! No one's supposed to been have been out, or, you know, it's still kind of a gradual, hey, kids, go out and play, um... So I think that it's different levels where you maybe just at your table alone, you've had one person that has been out the whole time. You have one person that's out for the very first time. You have someone that's been out like three or four times. So it's just like that dynamic at just the table alone is different. Mm-hmm. It is strange. Everyone's on like slightly different playing fields. I don't know what the fuck the answer is. Like if you're trying to approach someone you don't know, I mean like maybe give them a tap and then back up 10 feet and be like, <laughs> hey, how you look good tonight. Uh, that's Cody's dating tip number two for the night. Uh, take that one to the bank. I don't know. I really don't. I did run into a friend of mine. Not a friend of mine. That's strong. I ran into a guy I know at a bar uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Damn, throwing <laughs> some shade at this guy. He's never going to fucking know. And, you know, we caught up for a few minutes. But it was, it got to the end where, like, I was done talking. And he was done talking. And we, I literally just afterwards was like, well, see ya. And then like turned around and left. <laughs> and so I was like, not only, I have a harder time ending a conversation than I do starting one. Usually you can figure out something to like, you know, ha oh, you guys uh, got the same drink as me. Or like, oh, that's a funny shirt. Like, I don't know. I feel like that stuff is still fair, fair game, but there is definitely a lot of table staring. Cause I feel like once you get sat at a table, you don't want to leave it where, you know, we're so used to just potting up. So it's a weird, uh. It's a weird thing. It's funny. I'm looking now at the show schedule, this a little behind the scenes. And um, we were talking before the show about how we'll, we'll write in headline form what we want to talk about. And one of you guys said, uh, I don't know what casual evenings out or weird is going to mean. But I think, do you get it now? <laughs> like when I, <laughs> what I was driving at? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what all this is. is. Like, it's just so strange to be back out there. And I don't know if any of us was incredibly smooth in the first place, but it's like a, it's a weird, awkward, I feel like a baby deer trying to fucking find my feet, getting back out in the social, not even just in the dating sphere, but just like being social again. Mm-hmm. So, um, socially constipated. Uh, hey, that's right. Hey, wow. <laughs> waka waka. There you go. Waka waka. What? Boom. Well, if you check this one out, guys. If you are going out, uh, you may be interested in trying to find some casual sex. Um, but <laughs> nice. You tried so hard not to laugh during that. 
<laughs> one place you are not going to find it, though, is in Tokyo at the Olympic Village. Because, Seth, they're, they're taking some pretty extreme precautions to prevent the hottest people on Earth from fucking each other. Yeah, not only the hottest people on Earth, but the most athletic and in shape and ready to fuck yeah. people on Earth. They've been uh, locked in a gym for years. They just want <laughs> the soft caress of someone. Please, show me your dick! <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing soft stuff in that in that Olympic Village. They are banging hard. Um, they're going to be doing lots of pole vaulting in this this oh, summer. Man. Oh my I'm gosh. telling you, I'm telling you, if I was over there, I'd let someone use me as the pommel horse. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, I'm ready to give someone 100 meters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're. Th- I don't even know if the Olympics are actually going to happen because COVID keeps happening over there. But they're, like, essentially taking everything away <laughs> from the Olympics. Like, Olympic Village normally is, is where, like, all the, the athletes go and, like, they have parties and they have, like, games and they all hang out and typically they have lots of sex. It's, it's called and an orgy, Seth. <laughs> the Olympic orgy. Lots of, lots of rings everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, people are throwing javelins left and right. <laughs> you don't want the gold medal you want the bronze medal oh god <laughs> oh man i'm gonna be jumping in there getting wet and doing that breaststroke <laughs> oh no penis <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but anyway, so they, they've taken away all the amenities, all the games, all that stuff in order to prevent the sex because, I mean, let's let's be fair. I mean, these guys can, even if they don't have all the fun stuff, it's still fun to bang. Mm. <laughs> so they can still do that. <laughs> but the Olympics are uh, trying to prevent that by giving them the most uncomfortable beds possible. And they are made of cardboard. <laughs> so they've, they're have they giving these athletes cardboard beds in, in an attempt to prevent some of the sex but at the same time it's like they don't need to be doing on they don't need to be laying on a bed to have sex half these people are fucking gymnasts and shit they can just bend all over the room they don't need to be on a bed Mm -hmm. this is true i've seen that exact argument of i'm I'm assuming you you watched that i think it was like a small video of showing the beds and yes they're very much they look like borderline prison beds made of cardboard (laughs) and they said these are designed that if there's more weight than your own body or if there's two somehow there's a weight limit i'm assuming and they said if there's two people in a bed the bed essentially just collapses and falls (laughs) breaks into a essentially cardboard just plain cardboard um which is straight up like a minecraft (laughs) bed but like you're saying I think a bed would be like top, like the fifth option of where these people are going to be banging out, you know? <laughs> right. Like maybe yeah. not even top not 10. Like the, there's got to be office chairs and desks and like sinks. A bench. Bathtubs. A shower. Showers. Benches. A bike. The pummel horse you just talked yeah. about already. Yeah. Balance beam. All sorts of Olympic things. You can lean up against a hurdle. All that stuff. The sandy pits of the long jump. All, all good options. Also... If there's a pile of cardboard and it's the aftermath of someone who tried to fuck and they're just laying in that pile of cardboard, I'm pretty sure like two thirds of all sex is had on like $60 disgusting mattresses that are sitting on floors <laughs> in dorm rooms. So like, I, I think people are going to find a way to yeah. your point, Seth. Like they, they've just made it more difficult. And I, I would say, uh, hotter. I, I really <laughs> would. Like mm-hmm. I've had, I, 
I've had I've had uh, a lot of fucking sex, guys, in a <laughs> lot of fucking places. And oh my god! Like, tell us about it. <laughs> I once had sex with a pretty little large meet and greet. <laughs> uh, that's a bad. That's a bad one. But Lola, it's like sure, it's cool to to you know be in big, nice, cool beds. But I don't know. It's way more fun to be in like you know your your friend's mom's closet or something like that. It's, I'm so glad you said closet. So. <laughs> in your friend's mom. I was, well, yeah, that's a full stop. There was a comma there. Uh, I edited out the mm. pause. Mm. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. No, your friend's, friend's mom's backyard, also pretty solid. Yay. Well, not solid. Squishy, I guess, but... Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to work. I'm, I'm, this is like when, when they take the condoms away, too. Ooh, that's going to stop them. Yeah, did they do that, too, this year? I have no idea. I'm assuming they did, um, which I feel like that's even a worse idea because then you're going to have even crazier stuff going rampant. I'm curious, though, again, Seth, I feel like you're probably more up to date on these uh, Olympics than the other two of us. Do you know when this is supposed to start and when the cutoff of them potentially canceling it can be? They said that it's still not without of not not without of the realm of possibility to cancel it, but I think it's supposed to start like either the end of this week in, or next jeez so they're yeah, cutting in the next close. couple of weeks yeah it's pretty close they're not going to cancel it they'll they'll do some half ass version like japan basically you know what the fucked up thing about these olympics are japan i don't think japan can decide to cancel it like the olympics need to decide to cancel it it's part of the city contract or whatever so the olympics can just say no you have to do it and i guess they contractually have to also there's a lot of money on the line for japan so like they have to get some of it back so I think they're going to have to have it. They've been saying that they're going to. I think until you start seeing, and you fucking will put money on this, uh, until there's an outbreak of the athletes, I don't know how, I, you know, I, oh, there, I don't think anything's going to stop them. There already has been. There's like been 70-some athletes that have already tested positive. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, this isn't going to go well. On the condoms, I saw, I don't remember where I saw this, but there is a very popular Japanese condom company that's like really stoked about having the Olympics because they make like a record amount of them. And they have these crazy ass Japanese commercials for condoms that are totally insane. They look like little movies and you'll see this guy like running away from like a giant robot or something. and It'll be shooting lasers at him. And then he'll like eventually get a condom out and like hold it up and it'll bounce the laser back at the robot and it'll explode. And he'll like do a fucking pose to the camera and it'll go fucking condoms. <laughs> ah! Like that's basically, yeah, basically they have Power Ranger episodes that are condom commercials. Google Japanese condom. Com- well, go in incognito mode and Google Japanese condom commercials I mean, and um, you'll like that. I mean, they need, if, if they're going to be banging over there, they need those condoms to be top notch because I mean, they need to be able to survive a lot of friction and force because these athletes are at the top peak physical condition that they'll probably ever be at in their life. Mm-hmm. And if they're out there just banging, it's, it's going to be like. I mean, they probably they could probably like put some sort of like conductors on these people and create like energy bubbles, like create like a bunch of batteries essentially for all the friction they're making for like the next decade. I mean, yeah, they probably like, should. Like you're saying, the most fit, most mm-hmm. most athletic, and probably a decent amount of people of these people are very attractive as well. It's bound to happen. Plus, I think it's this probably unwritten law thing, or not law, but rule, where it's like, okay, we had to train for, we busted our ass for four years. Everyone, this is our time to kind of let loose. Bust nuts. Yeah, bust nuts, <laughs> baby. You beat me to it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We drum uh, Well, there's going to be a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking in Japan. Hopefully, not too much. Hopefully, it's just legs spreading and not germs. Um, <laughs> but that seems like wishful thinking. 
at this point. Keep an eye out on the Olympics. Keep an eye out for the booty calls going on in the village. Jared, I think we're going to, this is, I guess, kind of getting back to something we talked about earlier here. You wanted to talk about podcast conversations. I, I, when I saw this, I was like, this is so real. And I don't know why I hadn't thought of it before because it's something I, I feel often. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious if this is going to hopefully be the same thinking or thoughts that you have on this, but I wrote down on our, on our topic list again, behind the scenes, podcast conversations different than real conversations. And essentially I was listening to a podcast and they were saying how they, their significant other uh, was complaining that, or they had them on a podcast, I think. And they find like they were having a, essentially a two hour conversation. Perfect. No breaks, nothing. And afterwards they were talking and they're like, how come we never have conversations like that when we're just hanging out and it made me start thinking I'm like oh and again this goes into the whole kind of us going out and you know what Cody said casual evenings but also kind of in the dating realm as well of I don't think people have conversations as much as they should I guess again we are obligated to be here to talk back and forth but I feel like this right here also is kind of how we are off mic as well Mm-hmm. So are people out there not having conversations anymore? Or if they are just very short, are conversation like if you were to bring someone that you are kind of short with and bring them on a podcast, would you learn way more about them? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of all over the, the realm here of this. Uh, what do you guys kind of think of this? Yeah, I've got, I think, so I want to get Seth's thoughts first. And I have a, I have a, a, a side point on this, but I don't want to take away from the main point. I mostly hang out with other comics, theater people, and just, like, other people, like, who do talk like us. Mm -hmm. And, like, especially, like, people who want to hear themselves talk, like myself. So I feel like a lot of my conversations are similar to podcast conversations, maybe too much. Seth, I I know that most of the people that you talk to on a regular basis, like, aren't in the same little sphere uh, of podcasting. So maybe it's different for you. I, I mean, I guess I never really noticed before. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's, I mean, there's definitely a different dynamic, I think, when we talk off the mic. I mean, I think I'm, I'm probably a little less talkative when we're not on the, on the, on the microphones, just because it's like, you know, uh, if I don't chime in on the podcast for like 30 minutes, <laughs> people are like, we're set. <laughs> so the ratings would go through the roof. Yeah. But if, but if for some reason, like, you know, you guys are going on about something or playing games or whatever, I might not chime in for a while. So that, I guess that's probably my, my different dynamic. So I do look at the podcast a little differently in terms of some of my tendencies, I guess, but I guess real life conversation is more real life conversation, I guess, to me. I don't know. It's, it's probably, if anything, I just look at the podcast a little differently than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. kind of, Cody, you had mentioned something where you're hanging out with like theater people or comics or whatever, and those conversations might be like podcast conversations. So then if that's the case, if you're out having a conversation with these people, is it almost like a faux conversation at that point? I don't know if it's faux. I, I see, yeah, it can feel that way because I think what that is, and the, honestly, the, the biggest problem that I have is I take, I sometimes will take my conversational style from the show out into the real world, and that's not always cool. <laughs> um, when, you know, when we're on a podcast, we, you want to make a point, right? Like, we're talking about a specific thing. It's either, here's this thing, let's talk about it. What do you think? What do I think? Let's find some common ground, wrap up, onto the next topic, right? And conversations don't necessarily have that structure, but also 
and this is the thing with comics and theater people and stuff like that is you want to make some sort of like juicy takeaway, like a point or a punchline or a thought. And I get really wrapped up in that. <laughs> like a lot of people who hang out with me for a long at a time know that like I want to like say something that someone's going to tattoo on themselves. And Seth just did it with ease while he was making up gibberish earlier, which made me really pissed off. Yep. <laughs> and so I think that's the thing. And that's the thing that that in in the reverse order of Seth, I take podcast conversation out into the world sometimes. And it, it sometimes it's cool. Like sometimes you do get deep on stuff. And, and with some of my friends that we do that with, it's super fun and cool and meaningful. And I feel like I know like you guys better because of times we do that. But if someone else isn't ready for that or isn't comfortable in that type of setting, it is a little strange. And then coming from the opposite direction, if you put a podcast thing on, I think people do turn that part of themselves on that is like, okay, let's, let's say something meaningful here, go. And also someone feels obligated to answer your questions when they're on a podcast. So I think you can uncover stuff that you otherwise wouldn't for sure. Mm -hmm. Weird stuff. It is weird. Also just like talking for a couple minutes at a time and then stopping and assuming the other person is just ready to talk (laughs) (laughs) is something I do often. You know, because usually, I mean, we have a rhythm here that we've worked out over time, but typically that's how it goes. You know, one of us will be reviewing something or I'll be rambling and usually we can bring it to a point where we'll just put a pin in it and then one of the other guys will just grab it up. And people don't always do that in real life. And so you end up with like awkward silences. And then like I can edit silence on the podcast. We don't have too much of it, but I can cut it out. If you're in silence in a real conversation, you feel that shit Mm -hmm. for like a long time. I I do. And that's so it's it's different, but and for me they overlap in ways that are sometimes good, sometimes awkward. And that's one thing that I uh, I'll be interested and curious about when I get back into the potential dating sphere. First dates, I'm curious on how that's going to play out because again, we've we do this podcast. I am also on uh, camera talking, doing all that crap quite a bit. Those people maybe aren't so when i'm sitting in maybe an awkward silence and hoping that they pick up the the ball to you know talk i'm curious on how that's going to play out you'll probably get bored of people quick i've done that <laughs> um, the biggest problem i have and this is just from zooming in general like at work and stuff too is my ability to maintain eye contact has gotten so much worse because like we're not when we do the podcast we're not on camera for the most part unless we're doing a live show and so I'm moving around, I'm adjusting stuff, I'll fucking text on my phone for a second, you know, I'll be looking up in the air or picking at my fingers or whatever the hell. And you can't really do that when you're sitting alone at a table with someone on a date. And so I've definitely have caught myself being like, oh, you have to like be physically present with this fucking person too, which that's a whole other thing. If you've forgotten how to do, it's hard to, hard to pick back up. I don't know, man. I guess we're just going to be awkward forever. Or we should just record every conversation that we have and that would... That's Patreon uh, behind-the-scenes content. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go become an anchor wanker, and you can hear uh, me talking about my delicious breakfast this morning. It's going to be really riveting Ooh. stuff. I promise I didn't do that on purpose, but it sounds, Seth, like you might have had a delicious lunch <laughs> No. <laughs> over this last week. <laughs> that is not the case. Um, no. What this, what this is is something I came upon that I thought is something that I think I would take advantage of, but Cormac is a uh, uh, taco seasoning company spice. that I think they do other like yeah they do other stuff too but uh, spice primarily a spice company they'll pay a taco lover 
$100,000 over four months to innovate new seasoning mixes for their tacos. I mean, they, they asked, do you, eat, do you eat tacos like it's your true calling? And to, to that, I say, yes, I do. Uh, they said, <laughs> now it really can be. McCormick is on the lookout for its first ever director of taco relations. And we're calling what? all taco fanatics to submit. Uh, payment's $25,000 per month and requires availability to work up to 20 hours per week remotely from September to December. So you have to create a, uh, submit a creative video for no longer than two minutes showcasing their personality and passion for tacos. I think that we should all submit in for this as a group yeah. and be a group taco team. I don't, I don't know why we haven't done yeah haven't done this yet. This is a genius <laughs> idea. So, so you we came to the right our, place, Seth. We missed our opportunities for uh, Flora's Lava, so I think we need to do uh, taco. Tacos for work. Be taco, we'll be a taco talent. Taco Town. The Taco Talent Team. I like that one a lot. So two minutes, uh, huh? Two minutes. That's, yep, I already have five ideas. We're definitely going to do this. And, uh, Seth, if, if there's only one job to get, I think you're going to be the best at it. <laughs> and so we'll nominate you. But, yes, Socially Constipated is going get, to get to work on a uh, taco, taco submission. A taco resume? A taco <laughs> job application. Whatever it is. I like this. I wonder, is there a website where we can see some of the other entries yet? Or is that a thing that's going to happen? I don't know. There's, a, there's an application on McCormick.com. Yeah. Director, director of Taco Relations. I think that sounds like the perfect title. Dude, I'm telling you, if I could get that on my resume, my life might be complete. Oh, no. What happened? They're no longer selecting, uh, accepting applications. Oh, my gosh. They already found oh, their fuck. taco talent? Yeah, they already got their taco talent. Man, damn it. Guess it's back to the salt mines. <laughs> well, somebody else is going to the chili powder mines, I think, so <laughs> we will see. Well, unfortunately, we're not going not gonna to be able to be part of the taco talent team, but I will say this. I don't know what gives me the power to do this, but Seth, uh, I think you can be the director of taco talent or the director of taco innovation or whatever the fuck that title was for Socially Constipated. Like, oh. You can make that your job title. I don't think that was ever a question. <laughs> and Jared, you're going to be the Blumkin Master. So it'll be uh, a Blumkin Master, the, the director of Taco Relations, and I'll be the editor, I guess. Look out, ladies. Um, <laughs> watch out. Yeah, look out, ladies. We just spent 45 minutes talking about how awkward we are. We are coming for the Blumkins. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Get yourself some tacos. Uh, be careful with your Olympic uh, cardboard bed sex. Come up with your best dick puns for your uh, Jeff Bezos, a.k.a. Jay Roach, a.k.a. Jess Blumpkins, uh, memes that you're going to post online, and keep an eye out for taco talent. That's, that's the weirdest sentence I've had to string together, but that's what we had in bathroom reading this week. Sitting on the toilet, now flush. All right, folks. Well, we're just about ready to get you out of here and off to enjoy the rest of your day, but before we go, got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I guess the point of my one more thing is really just for myself, but maybe other people will relate to this. You got to know your limits. Two knuckles. <laughs> Two knuckles, no. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, no. I, I just, in a sense of like taking things on, like I think people who know me out there, know that I try to do a lot of stuff and I try to pack my schedule and, and do a lot of things, create a lot of things, work a lot, you know, have a lot of fun. And over these last two weeks, I, ha I made an honest to God attempt 
to have two different visitors stay with me for a week apiece, spend a ton of time with them, continue to do the podcast on schedule, didn't take any time off of work, so I worked my, my whole job, also went back to comedy, also shot a movie, and I today hit such a wall where I was like, fuck everything, I cannot <laughs> do any of this, and I eventually just got behind. Like, people who listen to the show know that, like, the shows didn't get up last, you know, last week. And at the end of the day, that's not, like, a high-stakes thing, right? Like, obviously, we take the show seriously, but, you know, there's plenty of episodes out there for people to listen to. So if they come out a day late, I don't think anybody dies. But, you know, I hold myself to a standard. And I know, Jared, you, re- you can relate to that for sure as well with, with you know, posting for, for TikTok and, and YouTube. And I think... For me, I need I needed to have a good example of what happens when you don't know your limits. And stuff did, for me, start to fall through the cracks, like getting things up. Only one or two small things at work, but that, that definitely fucking happened. I, like, missed texts for several days at a time, and that doesn't feel good. So what I would say is, for the folks out there who maybe haven't learned that the hard way yet, know your limits, know how to say no, know how to ask for help, and, you know, don't overload yourself, because it's not fun. Even if all of what you're doing is fun stuff, it gets tiring. And now I feel like I need to take three days off and sleep. I already told, I was telling the guys this earlier, I already told someone I couldn't hang out this weekend because I'm tired. <laughs> and like, that's, that's not fun to do. So I don't know. Uh, if you're like me out there and you try to overload yourself too much, take a step back from that and relax a little bit. Know your limits. That's, that's what I wanted to get out there today. Yeah, that is uh, wise advice for sure. My one more thing, very similar to limits. This weekend, I... Uh, I decided to have some recreationals, and we Sick. went to... Basically, I was like, you guys get a pick. You drive me somewhere, I'll eat it. Jesus Christ. You just all the, you're like, all right, take me somewhere, and I'll eat it, and you just hear, zip. <laughs> Ladies... <laughs> Oh man! Oh wow! Wow! I missed that one. <laughs> Just drive around the block and then. <laughs> All right, we're here. Oh my Jesus! Okay. Anyway, we went to like this Brazilian steakhouse place, where they come around with like I think it was like fifteen different meats on skewers and cut off bits and pieces here or there for you. And I've had this before. I think at, uh, I went to some destination wedding in Mexico. And I like back then I got the meat sweats. This time I definitely <laughs> got the meat sweats as well. Like I ate so much damn food. I just said keep them coming, skewer boys. Just keep them coming. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. Have you guys ever gone to a place like this? I have not, and now I'm mad that we've never gone. All the dude, I'm telling you, it is a ton of food. Where they have all the meats on these skewers, and they come by, and they're like spicy chicken, garlic steak, this kind of steak, that kind of steak, like uh, barbecue pork, sweet pork, and they slice off a little bit and be like, okay, thank you, like enjoy. But then they also have like a ton of sides up there too, where you could get uh, rice to put your meat on. You could get noodles. You could get. Uh, mashed potatoes you can get rolls you can get cheddar bit like bay biscuits their salad it was insane jared it sounds like I mean, heaven for seth yeah like why i'm just telling you <laughs> not... if, if and when you come down and we do this you got to prepare yourself sir i mean i'm always prepared <laughs> okay. that's a secret cap i'm, I'm always prepared <laughs> <laughs> so yeah brazilian steakhouse uh, food trials essentially ate a Man. lot of meat that does sound amazing 
I want to go right now. <laughs> My one more thing. Uh, this last, I guess, it'll be, it'll be uh, a little over a week ago when, by the time you hear this, but WWE finally has fans again. Uh, wrestling is back. And some really cool moments. This happened with fans coming back and crowds full of, you know, 18, 20,000 people cheering for this, you know, fake guy, fake combat and people running around in tights. It's real to me, damn it. It's still nothing like it though. There, uh, it's 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 cool seeing people that many people back into a room again, and you know, cheering for you know something as dumb as wrestling, but we still love it, or I still love it. All the people there love it. Some some just loud, super loud reactions, and people were just so happy to be back there seeing live wrestling again. Just some really really cool moments, and uh, I'm definitely you know excited again about wrestling. I'll definitely be checking out more of it. Just exciting times. So if you haven't watched wrestling in a while, go check out a couple of moments. John Cena came back recently. I think most people know who John Cena is at this point. He, he's kind of crossed over into like that rock territory where you know people know The Rock, people know John Cena. And he came back to wrestling. He's going to be doing a little bit of a, a program. But his reaction that he got was pretty insane. So if you just want to see that, you don't see that very often with a lot of stuff. Even now with like sports um there's still you know limited capacity in a lot of places and, and that type of thing but just the the single like crowd of 20,000 people just just basically being single-minded and fucking cheering as loud as they can for a moment is pretty cool so definitely a sign of things getting I guess hopefully better <laughs> and coming back to normal heck yeah yeah I watched some of these clips you're talking about fucking amazing like chills fucking like eye-watery, like, border, mm-hmm. like, it is, the thing about when someone comes out, and, like, Cena, for example, like, people didn't know he was coming, it was a surprise, and there is not, I don't care, like, if you don't like wrestling, or don't give a shit about it, or don't respect it, you cannot tell me that that's not the purest thing that can happen in, like, any live entertainment at all, mm-hmm. like, you don't know John Cena's gonna be there, so when his music hits, the entire stadium at the same time goes, Oh fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's why that's loud. Like you, that can only happen if one the the sound has to be perfect. It has to be tied to a memory of a guy you already like. Like fucking if you smell and and the glass shattering for Austin like you have to be aware of that but have forgotten it and you don't know it's coming to get pops like that. And mm-hmm. it is so loud. I remember telling you Seth uh, I thought my I was my phone when I watched these clips felt like I was getting a call. It was vibrating <laughs> so hard from the sound absolutely chills makes me very excited to go back to football and wrestling yeah um when we get a chance that shit is yeah if you've missed crowds look that up on youtube and have a moment i can't recommend that enough that's a good one that first i think yeah yeah because football is going to be back in about a month and a half or so and uh that first game in tampa with the the full crowd is going to be pretty cool so yeah a lot of cool moments coming up no doubt Get back out there and scream really loud and eat a shitload of meat, but make sure you know your limits while you're doing it. Don't hurt yourself. That's what we got for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That'll do it for this week's Socially Constipated. Don't forget to join us Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central Time on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. Get on over there, join us in the comments, and enjoy a nice recording of the Entertainment Outhouse think it's gonna be a lot of fun head over to socialallyconstipatedpod.com and uh, comment on this episode join the conversation about blumpkins if you want um <laughs> also make sure you interact with us on social media leave a comment like everything follow us 
join the mailing list, be an anchor wanker. All of oh those God. things will get you entered uh, to win some cool prizes on that live show and beyond. So again, we, we hope you will uh, join us then. I think that's it. I think that wraps up this week's Socially Constipated. We hope you've enjoyed yourselves. We hope you get off and enjoy the rest of your day and week. So we'll wrap up there for Jared, Just Blumpkin's Buckendall, <laughs> and for Seth, the director of Taco Operations Ot. I've been Cody Michael. I, I couldn't think of one for myself. And we will see you next time. Bye.